This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. And welcome to the show for this Tuesday morning. Thank you for joining us. It's Tuesday, May the 24th. Memorial Day weekend ahead. Holiday uh, weekend and possibly a three-day weekend uh, in store for us. So, Thank you for joining us today. We're going to have a true crime report coming up later on the show today. We've got that to look forward to. And uh, we're going to review what's happening in entertainment news and news. Coming up uh, throughout the morning. Let's get a look at El Paso weather. Brought to you by Wet n' Wild. Looking for the best place to entertain the family this summer? Wet n' Wild is the best place for any celebration. Relax in the shade, bring your own food to throw on a barbecue grill, and enjoy all the great water rides with the entire family at Wet n' Wild Water World. A pretty uh, windy today. Winds are going to get up between 20, 25 miles an hour this afternoon. Uh, Sometime after around noon is when we're going to start seeing those high winds blowing through. Otherwise, sunny and 90 for the high temperature. And sunny is the word for uh, for the remainder of the week. We don't have any rain in the forecast. Tomorrow, all sunshine and 90. Also, we're going to see a warming trend by Thursday Full sunshine, 97 for Thursday. And for Friday, 102 is still what they're predicting for the high temperature, right? That would be the warmest day of the year so far in 2022, if it hits 102 on Friday, as predicted. For your Memorial Day weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, all those high temperatures are going to be hovering right around at or possibly above 100 degrees. For Saturday, Sunday, and uh, Monday. And this weather brought to you by Wet n' Wild Water World. Come out and celebrate the Memorial Day weekend at Wet n' Wild. Good morning, uh, Nico Jimian. Good morning, Mr. Buzz Adams. You want to clue us in what's going on? In news, what kind of top headlines do we have today? For the sure. News? You are going to see this name a lot in the news, Kellyanne Conway. Wow. She just came out with her new memoir about her time in the Trump administration, and she has a lot of things to say, including some fresh criticism about the COVID response, and she says, yes, Trump lost. Now, this is kind of putting uh, everybody in Trump world um, in a tizzy. You know, I was reading uh, some of the reviews of the book. They say that she goes after a lot of people and has criticism for a lot of people, but not Donald Trump. Uh, One of her big targets is Jared Kushner. She said Jared Kushner was just kind of a know-it-all. She said that if if aliens landed tomorrow from from Mars, suddenly Jared Kushner would have found something new to be a know it all about yeah um so that's kellyanne's book she said if martians landed yeah he would find all of a sudden you'd find out jared kushner is a martian is a martian expert yeah yeah in her new book we got some interesting uh primaries that are going on today governor's race in uh, florida is a hot one you've got almost a what they're describing it as a proxy war between the former president and the former vice president. Donald Trump is backing David Perdue 
And Mike Pence has thrown his support to the incumbent governor, Brian Kemp. And I got to find what what Trump wrote about Pence. It was basically, he, he was just, what's how can I, I, there's a term for it, but I can't say it on the air. Oh, interesting. He was, he's big bleeping him. Okay. <laughs> See if you can find the quote, what Donald Trump had to say about Mike Pence. It's all about, he was failing as a governor when he was picked from obscurity to become part of the greatest administration of all time. If you can find that, that's pretty uh, incendiary. Uh, Alabama's got a race going on. Mo Brooks had been Donald Trump's pick, and then it looked like Mo Brooks' numbers were down back in March. Mm -hmm. It looked like he had a chance of winning, so Trump unpicked him because as much as anything else, this is Trump wanting to pick as many of these right. Or mm-hmm. as many of his candidates. So it did, when Mo Brooks' campaign looked like it was on the skids, uh, Trump abandoned him, made some kind of accusation of wokeism. But now it looks like Mo Brooks might rally and come back and actually win. So that one's happening. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is running for uh, governor in the state of Arkansas. If she wins, it'll be the first time that a father and daughter have been governor of the same state. Were you able to find that? I can't find that. I can't find it either. Well, I think he did it on Truth Social, so you're going to have to do some digging probably. Uh, So anyway, yeah, that's a big political day. And uh, in Texas, I believe, yeah, I think this week is the runoff. uh, Jeb, uh, not Jeb, George P. Bush versus uh, Ken Paxton. In Texas, so that's going on. Uh, Joanna, entertainment news. What are we? Why don't you crack the top on this one? Tell us what we have coming up in Hollywood news today. Mm-hmm. David Cronenberg's film *Crimes of the Future* had its Cannes premiere, and the horror drama saw a bunch of people walk out midway through the film, unable to stomach <laughs> just exactly what was happening on screen. But it did get a seven-minute standing ovation. Oh, cool. But so the people David who Cronenberg, stuck around really liked yeah. it. But David Cronenberg, known for people walking out of his movies. Crimes of the Future. Was The Fly with Jeff Goldblum, was that a David Cronenberg movie? I want to say yes? Yeah, I want to say yes as well, but... There was an episode of Rick and Morty where they where everybody on Earth got turned into a Cronenberg monster. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it is David Cronenberg. Yeah. He was also in the movie. David Cronenberg appears in his own new movie? No, no, in The Fly. In The Fly? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, this one stars Kristen Stewart. Had you, had you heard about the other movie that premiered at uh, Cannes, Joanna, that got an ovation? Maverick, Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> no, it was the one with Woody Harrelson, and he plays a captain of a boat. You guys hadn't heard this, no. either of you. So everything the, you're telling me is new information. Everybody was saying David Cronenberg's <laughs> uh, movie was going to be kind oh, of a highlight, but Woody Harrelson's film gets eight minutes standing ovation. Wow, that's three more than Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the the reason is there's an eight minute long scene on the boat that involves seasickness mm-hmm. uh-huh. where everybody is just throwing up and having bowel movements. Tri- and- triangle of sadness. 
That's the name of it, right? Yes. Yeah. And for eight minutes, they show this extended scene of seasickness, and that's what got that's it. what got that movie got that's an eight got minute it. standing standing ovation. Mm-hmm. I don't buy this eight minute standing ovation stuff Why? for a movie. You don't think they did I, it? No, just. It must be a thing. It's where not it, sincere. You mean. It's right. At some point, you've <laughs> got to be putting on a little bit. That's what I mean, David Cronenberg said. He's like, God, I hope you mean this. I hope you're not kidding. How much longer we got? Yeah. Two more. All right. Who's out there like keeping the time? Right. Like go. And five minutes have passed. When you see the they're, red light, it means you got five minutes six. left. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, eight minutes is overdoing it a little bit when you want the the musician that you're seeing to come back out and do an encore. I mean, that's kind of pressing the envelope, but to do it for a movie. But I guess the director and, you know, whoever, the stars are there or whatever, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, All right, so we'll have that on the way. A lot to talk about on today's show. And did I mention a true crime report's coming up? No. Starbucks has joined McDonald's in pulling out completely from Russia, so... McDonald's made it official that they were done uh, for good in Russia, and Starbucks has done the same. Starbucks had 130 locations in Russia, but all of them will be closed. Uh, 130 locations is what? That's how many Starbucks I think we have on Mesa. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Yeah, good point. What, now, what's going to happen Like when this is all over and time has passed, McDonald's and Starbucks will want to get back into the Russian market, I'm sure. I, I think you're assuming things are going to go back to the way it was I pre-Ukraine. I think there will be some kind of post-Putin future for Russia in some it's, way. The, the future for Russia will not look like it did before the invasion of Ukraine. I mean, this is a totally game-changing New World Order uh, type of war that's going to happen. I mean, they won't be going back to Russia for a decade, at least. Yeah, okay. I'd buy that. I mean, there might... A decade? There might be. I mean, who knows? Ukraine might invade Russia. (laughs) That would really be something. Things will never be the same again. Never! Well, something that will never be the same again. Arby's is getting in the hamburger business. Arby's has never done a burger before. Oh my god! They don't have burgers! They they have all the meats! Not the but hamburger. Not that meat. <laughs> Arby's is adding a burger to the menu. It's called the, I don't know, I never know if I say this right. Wag, Wagyu. Wagyu? Yeah, Wagyu Steakhouse Burger. And Wagyu. It's going to be uh, $5.99. And for now, it's a limited time item available only through the end of July. Arby's says it's a blend of Wagyu beef and ground beef. And will be quote the highest quality burger the market has seen yet. They say they spent more than two years developing the Wagyu Steakhouse Burger. Two, they have an R and D section at Arby's, like research <laughs> scientists and. How do we get into that? <laughs> I wonder what they're hiring. R and D. We create the meats. <laughs> Also, isn't Wagyu beef like the most expensive beef in the world? They say it is. And yeah. they're going to give me a burger with a for, mix for of five ninety nine with a mix of Wagyu and regular just ground beef. It's like ninety nine percent regular ground beef, but we put a little bit of Wagyu in there. <laughs> oh, I think you're giving them credit. 
It's all the meat. <laughs> I think giving them 1% is too much credit. I mean, this is a f- they're selling this burger for five ninety nine. Right. I don't know. I see like packaged ha- hamburger uh, or meat that says Wagyu at mm-hmm. Walmart, but I don't know if it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it's actually got to be the real thing, or if everybody can just claim. Oh, it, yeah. it wasn't made in Champagne, France. That's not really. <laughs> I remember when the hottest thing you could get in the way of uh, cow-based products was Kobe beef. Yeah, I remember when Kobe beef was such a big deal. That's what this is. Wagyu is Kobe beef. What? What? Yeah, it's the same thing. Stop. Is Wagyu? Kobe I think you need to double check that. This seems like another one of those things that Nico could be right about, but also he could just be saying it with such confidence that we we go. Is Wagyu the same thing as Kobe? We'll define either one. Kobe of them. beef is a type of Wagyu. There you go. Wagyu, Wagyu is the general is term. Not a type of Kobe. So there are Kobe two types is a of brand Wagyu. of Wagyu. Kobe is yes. a. Br- I'd always what? heard this. Every, the, every time I'd go to, a, or when Co, when I first heard of Kobe, I was dating uh, my girlfriend. Worked for Arbitron, which rates the radio stations. Nice. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> but they had an unlimited She's budget, so buzz. when, when they, they'd have a lot of meetings in Vegas and stuff, nice. and I'm telling you, we would go to the top restaurants, and they would just. When the bill came out, is like 15 credit cards came out. They split it 15 ways. Nice. Oh, my God. But they were the story I got on Kobe beef at the time was, well, the cows are fed a diet of beer, and they're massaged daily. Yep. You've got massage therapists in there going to town on these cows, so it's the best steak you ever had. And it was pretty damn good, I'll admit. Yep. But then I started seeing it show up on menus as Wagyu. Do they also give those cows beer and give them daily massages as well? I do think, they give them pedicures? I mean, how far does this go? I don't think they do the pedicures for any of the cows. Okay. Uh, I don't think that makes sense. Oh, I thought it was just like I thought it was all about just pampering them, so they were really happy. It's about not letting their muscles touch the ground so that they don't develop more muscle than fat. You want to have as much fat as possible. So uh, Wagyu is just the general type. Can't give them a Netflix account. <laughs> they just sit on the couch all day like I do. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Going to have the Mojo calendar coming up in a few moments. Also, it's uh, election day in many places around the country, including Texas. Got some uh, primary closeouts that are going on. Uh, in a few of the key races, especially um, Texas Attorney General, also the controller, uh, the the naked lady is running. I was just about to <laughs> talk about a st- a Stodger, Stodger, Stogner, Stogner, Sarah Stogner, I believe, and that is Railroad Commissioner. Yep, <laughs> incumbent, uh, the Republican incumbent is Wayne Christian, faces oil and gas attorney who got naked for one of her campaign ads, Sarah Stogner. Uh, those are the Republicans running. Democrat activist Luke Warford won his primary unopposed. For, just to confirm again, railroad commissioner. Yep. Which deals with the gas a lot. It has a lot to do with the with energy. energy. And, yeah. yeah and Not a lot, a lot to, to do with, with the railroad industry. Well, I, I, I get the feeling the railroad part is not as big a deal as it, it was used to be. 100 years ago or 150 years ago, but... Uh, In addition to that, uh, for Attorney General, you've got two-term incumbent Ken Paxton, who has 
let's just admit it, a lot of baggage. Oh, he's being sued all over the place. Yeah. and uh, A lot of law problems. He faces Texas Land Commissioner George P. Bush, who is Jeb's son and the nephew of the former president and the grandson of the other former president. Did he get endorsed by Donald Trump? Who, uh, Bush? Yeah. I, I mean, I can't imagine Trump endorsing a Bush, although I, in my gut, I have the sinking feeling that if he did, George P. would do whatever it took to, mm-hmm. to get it. But And uh, Lieutenant Governor, two Democrats, Mike Collier and State Representative Michelle Beckley, are competing the Republican nominee incumbent Dan Patrick won his primary outright. So these are runoffs in Texas that are uh, going on. We're going to get to the Mo Show calendar in just a few minutes. A reminder that Jack White's Supply Chain Issues Tour hits El Paso this Friday. Jack White is going to be playing at the El Paso County Coliseum, and it is a phone-free show, meaning, uh, I guess, no phones. leave your phone in the car, but somebody pointed out, what if... What if your ticket is on your phone? Because that's the way they do it a lot that of times. Uh, phone-free show. And all this week, we have multiple pairs of tickets every day to give away. So listen throughout the day. Uh, Veronica is going to have some. Daniel Paulus. Uh, KLEQ is going to get you those Jack White tickets today and every day through the remainder of the week. The concert is this Friday. Some of the other great concerts that are coming to El Paso. Let's just uh, keep you up to date with what's happening. This Thursday, Escape the Fate. Speaking Rock Entertainment Center for a free concert this Thursday. September morning is coming back to El Paso to the Rock House on Montana, and that is June 5th. This one is going to be, uh, this one is not until August, but it is going to be huge because it's a free concert at Speaking Rock with Papa Roach, Ooh. Falling in Reverse, Ooh. Hollywood Undead, Ooh. and Bad Wolves. So Dang. it's almost good. like a festival yeah. lineup yeah. for a free concert at Speaking Rock. And Joanna and I are all about that Falling in Reverse the song. Canceling, canceling. Don't before <laughs> Something you said ten years ago that canceling, canceling. It's a good song. Joanna, we ought to make plans to go out there. Hell yeah. What night of the week does August 27th fall on? That's a good question. Look God, that up I for hope me. it's a Friday or a Saturday. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> you know, I can sometimes do Thursdays. <gasps> it's a Saturday, but. Oh, it is a Saturday. Uh, Iron Maiden coming to the Don Haskins Center September 11th. And then a classic rock party with the Scorpions and Whitesnake. That show is Don Haskins Center, September 19th. We're still looking ahead for the very first El Paso appearance from Greta Van Fleet. Greta Van Fleet's coming to El Paso for the very first time, November the 8th. And that's at the Don Haskins Center. Keep listening for even more concert announcements as, you know, touring is Almost back to where it was before all this pandemic started. So, what pandemic? Yeah, the monkeypox <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> uh, today is Bob Dylan's birthday. I got that in the Mo Show calendar, and I just wanted to mention I've I've been writing like parodies of Bob Dylan songs for years. <laughs> so I I wrote one 
for his uh, birthday about farts a few years ago. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Very mature. It's called Breaking in the Wind. <laughs> here's how it goes. Oh. oh. All right, let's uh, take a look at our Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events. Uh, today is May the 24th. A lot of celebrities, in addition to Bob Dylan, having birthdays. Rich Robinson of the Black Crows, along with his brother Chris Robinson. But uh, Rich is the one who's having the birthday today. He's 53. Actor and comedy superstar John C. Riley is having a birthday today. He's 57. And uh, Doug Jones, who plays a lot of roles that you're familiar with. Just off the top of my head, he was uh, Abe Sapien in uh, Hellboy. Hellboy. The Shape he, of Water he monster. Was almost the exact same character in The Shape of Water. I Billy mean, it really Butcherson. seemed like it was the same character. He was Billy Butcherson. Uh, he was that weird... Okay, you know the, the movie Labyrinth? With the oh, monster yeah, yeah. who had his eyes, uh-huh. eyeballs in his hands. Yes. That was Doug Jones. Uh, anyway, Doug Jones, 62 today. Actress Kristen Scott Thomas, who starred in movies such as The English Patient and Gosford Park, is 62 today. Country singer and Johnny's daughter, Roseanne Cash, is having a birthday. She's 67. And actor Alfred Molina is 69. Maybe best known for playing Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man 2. And the most recent Spider-Man movie, he reprised that role. Elvis's ex, Priscilla Presley, turned 77. Uh, Elvis met her when she was 14 years old. And then married her like three years later. <laughs> Have you guys seen the previews for the movie about Elvis is coming out? Tom Hanks plays yep. his manager. Does that look the good? The Colonel? It kind of does look good. I, the movie's not called The Colonel. Oh, it's not? Okay. No, but Tom Hanks plays Colonel Tom Parker. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, Priscilla Presley is 77. Anytime Priscilla Presley's birthday comes up or anything, I, I can only think about Naked Gun. Nice beaver. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. <laughs> well, it sounds like somebody needs to watch Naked Gun. Was she in Naked Gun? She was in the first Naked Gun. She's yeah. the one that, holding the beaver? The beaver, yeah. She's nice a really pretty girl. Beaver. I never noticed that. Yeah. yeah, she was the really pretty girl. Uh, soul singer, R&B uh, artist Patti LaBelle turned 78 today. And a birthday for Gary Berghoff, who played Radar O'Reilly on MASH. Before that, he played Charlie Brown on Broadway. And you're a good man, Charlie Brown. Gary Berghoff is 79 today. And a birthday for Tommy Chung, who was supposed to be in Las Cruces on Friday, but then I guess something happened. Like, right before the event was supposed to start at one of the dispensaries up there, they announced that Tommy Chung and Cheech was also supposed to be there, and they Mm -hmm. didn't make it. 84, my God. Yeah, Tommy Chung's 84 today. If there's no better endorsement for marijuana than Tommy Chong's age. This date in history, eight years ago, Kanye West married Kim Kardashian. Aww. But 
He let her slip away into the arms of Pete Davidson. <laughs> no. Into the skinny arms of Pete Davidson. You mean skeet? Uh, 12 years ago, 2010, singer of the metal band Lamb of God, Randy Blythe, shoved a fan off stage, and the guy died a few weeks later because oh he hit his head when he fell. Randy Blythe was tried on manslaughter charges before being acquitted. I think generally... It's accepted that if a fan is on stage, the artist is justified in thinking that he's an imminent threat because, you know, of what happened to Dimebag Daryl a few years before that. A crazy fan went on stage and shot him like at point blank range and shot a bunch of other people. And uh, so anyway, Randy Blythe was acquitted, uh, but that event happened 12 years ago on this date. 87 years ago, in 1935, the first night game in Major League Baseball took place at Crosley Field in Cincinnati. They finally had lights? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to the miracle of electricity, folks. (laughs) We're going to be playing this game at night. We don't have the electric lights installed, so if everybody would pull their Studebakers up and park around the outfield, <laughs> turn your headlights on, and maybe we'll get four or five innings in here before all of your batteries die. Reds beat the Phillies 2-1 to one in that game, the Ooh. first night game in Major League uh, Baseball history. That's a high score. Let's go all the way back to 1883. 139 years ago, the Brooklyn Bridge opened. After 14 years of construction... During the construction of the Brooklyn Bridge, 27 workers died building the iconic bridge that connects Manhattan to Brooklyn. How did people get to Manhattan from Brooklyn before? You swam? (sighs) You boated? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, right? That makes sense. I'm trying to think, like... Is there another route? You could have gone further up the neck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You would have had to go all the way up almost to the Bronx, I think, before you could catch like a land bridge. Yeah. You know, or there's some kind of connection. Uh, That's a good question. I kind of pride myself on knowing my way around New York City, but I'm not sure what. I mean, definitely the Brooklyn Bridge. You never take the ferry to Manhattan? Well, they got the the, uh, underwater tunnel now. That's how you usually get there for Queens, anyway. Uh, So all those events happen on this date in history. And as we mentioned, singer, songwriter, Nobel Prize winner for poetry, Bob Dylan, is having a birthday today. And uh, Bob is 81. So in honor of Bob Dylan, here's a song Haywood Banks did a few years ago. Some of the references might be a tiny bit dated, but guess what? So is Bob. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, let's take a look at our uh, weather all this week. It's going to be pretty similar. There's no rain in the forecast, and the weekend uh, looks clear but hot. El Paso Weather is brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. They're going to have a special event coming up uh, Sunday Tunes at the Dunes with a lot of free live music that I'll tell you about coming up in just a few moments. But getting into the weather, sunny today but windy. Look for some high winds up over 20 miles an hour this afternoon, 90 for the high temperature. 
Tomorrow's going to be sunny, 90 again, but it's not going to be as windy. In fact, the winds are going to be very light, it looks like, through the week. On Thursday, we're going to start heating up into the upper 90s, and by Friday, 102 is what they're giving us for a high temperature. That would be warmest day of the year so yeah. far if it does Ugh. hit 102. Then for the remainder of uh, your three-day weekend, your Memorial Day weekend, highs are going to hover right around 100, so it is going to be plenty hot outside. No rain in the forecast, uh, a lot of sunshine, but we might get a little cloud cover on Saturday and Sunday. Then for Memorial Day, sunny, and again, near 100 degrees. El Paso weather brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. This Sunday, tunes at the dunes. 4 to 10, gates open at 3. Enjoy a night in the desert at Tunes at the Dunes, 1200 Macombs. I'll be there, so come out oh. and join me. DJ Vampiro is going to perform Broken Dime, Drive, and Redemption. It's Tunes at the Dunes, music, beer, food, and more at Tunes at the Dunes Sunday. Information at PaintedDunes.com. Uh, Joanna, tell us about this uh, controversial business that is uh, opening. Oh, you mean the Hoochie Hut? Is it called the Hoochie Hut? It's called the Hoochie Hut, and it's going to be coming to North Carolina soon. I like hoochies. You and like I like hoochies. huts. Yeah. And huts? Yeah. What did you say you thought the Hoochie Hut was first? I thought the Hoochie Hut would be like a uh, place to get coffee, a cafe, where there'd be bikini baristas. That's a real good guess. I like that one, actually. Is how, do that- you, how do they spell Hoochie? Hoochie. H O O C H I E. You know the classic song. <laughs> well, the Hoochie Hut's not open yet. It will be coming soon to Waynesville, North Carolina. And the sign outside reads Oh, it's future, a very voluptuous sign, but the it's a cartoon character. Future hut site of the Hoochie Hut, 24 hour adult superstore and strip club coming soon, except. That word is spelled not the way you think it's spelled. Adult Superstore? Yeah, they probably... And Strip Club. And (laughs) Strip Club. And Strip Club. I can get it all in one place? Yes. Uh, Somebody's going to come out and hand her an application. I just know it. There are a few things about this sign. They blurred out the cartoon Boobies. boobs... Which are not nude. It's like also. anime boobs. Like, they're extremely huge. And then they have a tagline that says, A few pretty girls and a couple of ugly ones. <laughs> Notice how they blurred out the other words? What's, no, I can't see the other word. What's the other words they're talking about? Well, it's coming soon. But so. they... Oh, they, the way they, they spell, spell it. Ah, all right. Oh, man. <laughs> I would be thinking my lucky stars. This guy's property line of butts. <laughs> <laughs> A butt. But to where the hoochie hut's going to be. That is not appropriate. <laughs> All right, next door to the hoochie hut. All right. Yeah, but they they spelled coming soon. The porno version of of coming. Thank which you. reminds I me uh, that, that we had a lot of uh, convenience stores. When I was growing up. So we, we had Circle K. We had mm-hmm. 7-Eleven. There was a kind of like an East Texas-centered one called Git and Go. G-I-T. G-I-T. Go on. N. Go. 
But there was also one called Come and Go, and they spelled come with three letters instead of four. So. Oh. And when I was, that was already that like could be the wildly. porno spelling of mm-hmm. that word. That could be wildly misinterpreted. I would do it. <laughs> well, the Hoochie Hut is not open yet, and the owner hasn't really come on camera to say anything. Uh, but there's future plans for the Hoochie Hut in Waynesville, North Carolina. Does anybody have objection with the with the word Hoochie? I wonder what their problem with it is. Hoochie. The Hoochie, the big anime boobs. A <laughs> oh, Hoochie is a, a young woman. Ugly ones. <laughs> who has many casual sexual partners or who dresses or behaves in a sexually we provocative way. We all know way. what a Hoochie is. Today, Kate Moss is expected to testify in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard defecation trial. I mean, defamation <laughs> trial. Excuse me. Uh, Kate Moss is going to testify by video link. This says tomorrow, but I think it might be today because a rumor came up earlier in the trial that Johnny once pushed her down a flight of stairs. But I think. Push at Kate the, Moss? Yeah, I think at the time Kate Moss weighed like 51 pounds, so you know, <laughs> pretty much anything could, could have her. knocked her down some stairs. Right. Uh, yesterday in the courtroom, a woman held up a baby and said, this baby is yours to Johnny Depp. What? This- she was escorted from the courtroom. This, this came after the judge. This is a circus. Speaking of the circus, did you hear that... <laughs> Uh, They're not going to have elephants anymore? Yeah. One of the big ones is Barnum and Bailey. Ringling. Or is, was it Ringling? No, actually, you could be right. I don't know. I, no, I think you How might be right. How many circuses are there? I remember I went to go see a Ringling Brothers circus, I want to say, not 20 years ago, but maybe 16 years ago. Okay. And they didn't have any wild animals. Well, not wild, but you know what I mean. They didn't have any elephants. They didn't have mm-hmm. any tigers. They had trained dogs that would come out and jump through hoops. Oh, which I think would, I saw one with the dogs, which doesn't really make me feel any better. What, about, that the dogs yeah. have to go out and perform? They were like little poodles. Yeah, right. This was like the new uh, Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey. You know, I, they're, they're together now, right? Ringling Brothers and Barnum I and guess. Bailey. Um, they had clowns, which were fine. They had a lot of trapeze stuff. They, they had, had those motorcycles the motorci- inside yeah. the ball. I think we might have gone, was it at the County Coliseum? Yes. Yeah. But then when they had any kind of animal, it was a trained dog. Which just, I don't know, it just doesn't live up to the hype of a circus. <laughs> so for better or worse... Ringling Brothers quit having animal acts, and then shortly after that, they they shut down after like almost two hundred, one hundred thirty years. Turns out they needed animals. Well, I think there's certain (laughs) things that you have expectations when you go to the circus. Uh, But the greatest show on earth, Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus, is being revived, and not everything's coming back. The new show will not feature live animals. No tigers. No monkeys. No elephants. As far as we can tell, there won't even be horses. No horses. 
Here's a little quick history. The Ringling Brothers Circus shut down in 2017 after more than 130 years. Mostly because ticket sales bottomed out. There were also uh, increased criticism over the animal performers who were being pressured to drop them. Which I went to one of those and... I don't know. It just seemed like a little bit of a letdown. The revamp show is going to debut in September of 23. So next a week, a year from September, they're highlighting the human performances, which will include tightrope performers, acrobats, jugglers, contortionists, stunt bike riders, and unicyclists. And I guess clowns. And all that's great. Amazing. Um... It sounds like it's going to be closer to Cirque du Soleil than a, a traditional ah, servi- yes. circus that you might have gone to. Have you ever gotten to ride an elephant at the circus? No. I did one year. You rode an elephant? Yeah, I, my uh, ex-girlfriend did. How do you get to ride an elephant? Well, I was uh, I was already I was on the radio KLAQ, oh. so it was the <laughs> it was his date. <laughs> It was the Shriner, Elmida Shriner Circus. How did and, your girlfriend get to ride yeah, an how'd elephant? How did your elephant get to, uh, I mean, how did your girlfriend get to ride an elephant? Or did an elephant ride your girlfriend? No, I was the oh, elephant. Oh, you were the elephant? Yeah. Oh, you okay. were the elephant. Oh, oh gross. <laughs> <laughs> but funny. <laughs> <gasps> gross. Did you hear that the city council held God, the vote again and voted again to give... Uh, Tommy Gonzalez. So now he is. What is okay, so hold great on. Let me get it up. Dude. I can tell you. Well, okay. I can tell you what people say anyway. Okay. So Tommy Gonzalez has been the uh, city manager for El Paso for over ten years. Doing and a great job, dude. When he started, he was he was making around two hundred thirty thousand a year, and now his income annually is four a little over four hundred thousand. That's millionaire status in El Paso. Oh yeah. This might, might as well be Elon Musk. I think that's what one of our callers said. He might as well, be, you know, for that kind of money, you might as well be a millionaire in El Paso. But Tommy Gonzalez, the city manager, was on the short list of finalists for the same job in Frisco, Texas. Mm-hmm. And city council wanted to make sure they retained him, so they extended his contract and bumped up his salary. But the contract extension was going to go through 2029. Well, that got vetoed by Mayor Oscar Leeser. This I learned something every day. I didn't know the mayor could veto the city council, but I guess that's one of the things that I he could do. I didn't know that he had the power to veto anything. I didn't know we had a mayor. Uh, we do. It's Oscar Leeser also, again. Also, I didn't know we had a... What is it? A manager? City manager. That's city right. City manager. You knew we had a city manager. Did I? I did not. Did I didn't I? know. I didn't know his name was Tommy Gonzalez. Tommy's been and, in here before. What are you talking about? Maybe not when I was on the show. Yeah. Uh, so the reasons that Oscar gave for vetoing Tommy Gonzalez's uh, extended contract was, number one, it's too early. He said that Gonzalez's current contract doesn't expire until 2024. But contracts get renegotiated in the middle of contracts all the time. It's it's almost standard. Um. Uh, Oscar had said extending and enhancing any current contract when El Pasoans are facing increased living costs and property valuations is neither prudent nor warranted. And uh, Mayor Leeser requested but was told the city could not predict an estimate for the economic impact to the city 
of the proposed amendments through 2029. So the city council just revoted. It had been uh, five to five to three in favor of the extension for Tommy Gonzalez, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they revoted. They got somebody to come over. I don't know who exactly, but it ended up being six to two. And uh, the mayor can't veto if it's six to two. So Tommy Gonzalez, I guess, he dropped out of the running for the Frisco job when city council told him they were going to extend his contract. Uh, Almost 30 people signed up for public comment on Monday. So do you want to hear what some of the public has to say about uh, Tommy Gonzalez and the job he's done as city manager? Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. Here is... Uh, CEO for the El Paso Chamber of Commerce, Stephen Vogelweed, who says, <laughs> Stephen Vogelweed. <laughs> well, Mr. Vogelweed said, Tommy Gonzalez has been a huge, huge leader during the COVID economic crisis, and we were able to partner to save a number of businesses. Other members of the public called on city representatives to honor the veto and had issues with how high yeah, his salary is going to be. Uh, so to put a dollar amount on it, the city manager, Tommy Gonzalez, salary is 404377 He began his career in El Paso 2014. His salary was 239000 Yeah, I get that. You know, it's like, this guy ought to be... But, you know, if you were going to go for a lowest bidder type of thing, I, I really think the people, uh, you know, with the chamber and city government and people who are really hooked in, realize to attract talent for that kind of job, for a CEO-level job, which city manager is, yeah. you've, you've got to pay, pay for what it. somebody could Because you're saying that th- there could know, have been another do, do candidate. They, yeah, there are a lot of people who would do it for fifty grand exactly. a year, but are they qualified or a hundred thousand or something. Uh, Angel Uloa. I don't know who Angel is, but I I feel like he and I are on the same page on a lot of things because he called on city council members to concern themselves with more pressing matters like poor streets and improving quality of life for residents. Yeah, that'd be helpful. Mr. Uloa said. Why are we paying high property taxes and high utility rates while nothing is being done to address the poor quality of our streets? Right on, Angel. Hey, yeah, I don't disagree with that. Can city council approve like a few hundred dollars for buckets of paint so we go out and paint the stripes on the road (laughs) and you can see what lane you're in? (laughs) There are a lot of roads, and a lot of them are like major on-ramps or access roads to get onto the highway over on the east side, Uh you don't know which lane you're in. That thing's faded out. I think they painted it when the road was built and they haven't painted it since. How much is it going to cost to get out there and just make the line? Okay, I'll give you an example. I'm driving and I can see that at some point there were instructions on the lane, but at, at one time it said only, but you can only make out the N and part of the L. Okay. And then the arrows... We're into you couldn't see what it was, so I'm I'm like, what is, is it? Only straight ahead, only right turn, or is it one of those that's a combination of the two? You can't tell. You kind of have to guess at what you remember it being 20 years ago. And then what did you do? Uh, did you just take a wild guess. Yeah, I just took a wild guess and hoped for the best. 
He's an old man telling Tell it like it, it is. is. I cannot be the only one who's noticed that we have so many faded lines in traffic that it is almost impossible to find out. No, see, most young, young people have good eyesight. It's not my eyesight. I'll, you know what? I'll go out and I'll take pictures. They're always wanting us to put together a gallery. I'm going to make a photo Show me gallery where the arrow is. of lines on the road that do not tell you which Can lane you you're in. Can you put LEDs in or something? No. Forget LEDs. Just paint them. Just do that. I don't know if they've ever been repainted. But it's impossible to tell what Who's some of these faded. That? Tommy Gonzalez, <laughs> I think. Gonzalez. Yeah. Let's make a deal. Tommy, you get your contract extension, but you got to get those roads painted. I get my lines. By the end of the Give month. Me my lines on the road. All right, let's take. <laughs> on the road. Yeah. Nico's a comedian. He's done lines on the road before. <laughs> Shut Right? All right, let's take a break. If you've ever toured with Angel Salazar, yeah. You're going to get her upset. <laughs> Mom, don't listen to Buzz. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We're going to have tickets for Saturday's Chihuahuas game all week long and then culminating after we get all our uh, winners of baseball tickets, we're going to draw for a two-night staycation at one of the premier locations downtown, Hotel Indigo. Check out the... Uh, Joanna did a, an article last week that's on klaq.com about the best rooftop bars in El Paso and Hotel Indigo's in there and... Super I don't know if they nice. were ranked, but I I think I'd vote for them number one. They, it's nice. Have huh? you been there before, Buzz? Mm-hmm. You have. Oh, you have. Yeah, yeah. right. You, I didn't know. Okay. You went out. You, yeah, you left. <laughs> you left your house. Your your zone of safety. Yeah, I've been there for a couple of events oh. before oh. in the past. I okay. haven't stayed. I haven't been a guest, but I've definitely been out. Never even walked in because patio. I didn't think I had enough money to. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want any riffraff. Riffraff. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hotel Indigo is a great place downtown. Uh, it's got an amazing rooftop bar and pool and amazing view of the city. Uh, so if you win tickets this week, we're going to register you, unless you tell us you're not interested. Uh, but for everybody that is, you could win a two-night stay at Hotel Indigo. That's within walking distance of the ballpark, so you could walk over and see the game on Saturday and then uh, do some nightlife downtown and Stay at Hotel Indigo for two nights. We're going to give away tickets uh, later this morning and every morning on the Buzz Adams Morning Show. I've got some neckline calls. Uh, These are coming in fast and furious, just like the movies, because (laughs) the way we get them, I don't have to wait till tomorrow to check today's messages. Like, I get them almost instantaneously, so... Sweet. Now more than ever, the neckline calls can be part of what's going on dynamically in real time. Let me give out that toll-free neckline number. It's 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325. If you prefer to give us a call in the studio, of course, that's always welcome as well. The studio line is 910 to give us a call directly in the studio. So let's go ahead and get to some of our neckline calls that we have so far today. What's up, Mo Show? It's ODG. Hey, Buzz, you should make your spoilers sneak attacks. <laughs> For example, you could go, here's Nico with the news. And then She-Hulk is in the new Hulk movie. I mean, <laughs> She-Hulk is in the new Thor movie. Back to news with Nico. Yeah, make him sneak attacks. Get him. 
Like, don't even acknowledge him. <laughs> and then just move. Yeah, just move on. Just move on. Now I'm wondering if he was using that as an example or if She-Hulk really is in the new Thor movie. Well, there is because a new a, trailer. A new trailer came out for Thor Love and Thunder. Also, people are saying this is the most hardcore trailer that we've seen yet. It shows the villain, Gore. The Christian Bale. Yeah. Christian Bale. Makes his entree into the Marvel Universe. <laughs> He plays a character known as Gore the God Killer. Gore the God Killer. Don't worry. He's not talking about, like, the Bible God. He's talking about, like, Zeus and Hercules and Yeah, strangely, Thor. that God is not in the Marvel Universe. He's got to be. Like, there have got to be churches somewhere in the Marvel Universe, right? No. They have, they have, like, all of the Greek pantheon. They've got Zeus. They've got Thor. They've got... Odin, they've got the whole Norse pantheon. Yeah, but I think the way they're going with that is these aren't really gods. These are like really advanced Aliens. alien races that our ancestors mistook for gods. But Russell Crowe plays Zeus, so you get to see a little more of him in the new trailer. You know what? Can I do a trailer breakdown without actually playing the trailer? No, play the trailer. What's it, the point in that? Yeah, does it does it bore you to play the trailer? We, I, we I'm, afraid hear- it bore, I'm afraid it bores the audience. No, people request it. No, people have been requesting this. People love it. All right, so it opens. We're doing a trailer breakdown. (sighs) Turn the lights off. If you if you say people like it. (laughs) All right, so it opens. There's Korg. Taika Watiti's Korg is in a cave, uh, regaling a bunch of children with stories of the. Deeds of Thor, I would guess, is what's going on. Uh, so the Guardians of the Galaxy in this scene show up, and it looks like Chris Hemsworth has just totally jacked himself for this role. I mean, his, his biceps look like cannonballs. Uh. The cuts are so fast. How much do you want me to stop it and talk about what's happening? When you find something significant. You, find something. you don't have to do it for every oh. cut. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, the, okay. the hammer gets oh, taken away go. from him. So Mjolnir, his enchanted hammer, is flying toward his hand, and then at the last second, it's sucked back. And it's Jane Foster who's got a get-up identical to Thor's, and now she's got his hammer. (laughs) They're in the middle of what looks like an Earth town that's burning down, so I bet this is that uh, new Asgard. Do you remember that showed up in uh, Endgame? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Jane Foster, played by uh, Natalie, Natalie Portman. Portman, flies in on a winged horse like a Valkyrie. Or Pegasus. <laughs> wow, Thor is really thirsty for Jane Foster. Who wouldn't be? It was his love. She can get it. She can get I, it, actually. It's Natalie Portman, but... She can get it. <laughs> Okay, the scene cuts to Mount Olympus is what we're seeing here, and Thor is there. I can see uh, 
uh, what the Korg with him. It looks like Jane Foster's Thor is there as well, and Valkyrie. So that's the the. And they're standing in front of a giant statue of what looks like Zeus with a lightning bolt in his yeah, hand. Yeah, Zeus is played by uh, Russell Crowe. The villain of this movie, Gore the God Killer, who's just really got it out for gods, and he wants to kill all of them, but not like Jesus's dad God, just like the, the mythological gods, <laughs> as opposed to the real God. We'll the God, right. <laughs> Christian Bell's heavily made up. But you can tell it's Christian Bale. But Just from the way he moves his body. It, you think there might be a little CGI going on there? No, I think he's such a good actor that it doesn't matter that his face is covered up completely. Like, even the way he moves his body is very... Well, it's not covered up, but it's painted. He He's bald, I assume. Christian Bale probably actually shaved oh, his hair for really this. He looks really skinny. Yeah. This July... There's some goats pulling a ship. Yeah, goats pulling like an Asgardian ship, which looks like a ship, like a boat, like a Viking boat. All right, so it showed uh, Valkyrie, Tessa Thompson, facing off against Christian Bale's uh, Gore the God Killer. And then Thor is is uh, fighting, but he's using what looks like Wonder Woman's magic lasso. Notice this real quick, Nico. What what's going on here? Yeah, that does look like a lasso. Does it not look like Thor's using the magic? It lasso? It could be lightning, though. It could be like Zeus's lightning that he's controlling, like a lasso. Thor, love and thunder. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> knocked off all of Chris Hemsworth's clothes. Cr- Russell Crowe just knocked off all of his clothes. Yeah! Russell Crowe looks like the, the old man in succession now. <laughs> Thor. He's a little chubbier. He's a little older. A little wrinklier. A little. Right. He's got like a form-fitting chest piece, you know, that has abs. It's like abs, but they leave room for a big... It beer looks gut like inside if you get there. rid of that chest piece, he's just going to come out like a parachute like every, everywhere. Who's the actor that plays the old man on Succession? Brian Cox. Yeah, he <laughs> looks like Brian Cox. Uh, let's see if I'm noticing anything else here. Looks like Korg's in, so we're going to get a lot of Korg. I love like it. Taika Waititi's Korg, who showed up first in uh, Thor Ragnarok, it looks like he figures pretty heavily into this new movie. And by the way, the the things that I thought were were Wonder Woman's golden lasso, those are he, he he's bound by you know they're energy bonds, and I guess what we had seen was he breaks through uh, free from them, but he's being restrained by them, and then uh, this looks badass. Russell Crowe makes all his clo- clothes fall off. Oh, uh, all the women swoon and faint like all the nice. gods of Olympus. 
July 8th. Woo! This film is not yet rated. All right. There is your uh, breakdown of the latest teaser trailer for Thor Love and Thunder, which comes out in July. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. By the way, I wrote an article. I hope it goes up uh, later today. But the, kind of like the most exciting college baseball player right now is El Pasoan Ivan Melendez. Really? Yeah, he plays for the Texas Longhorns. He just tied the Texas Longhorns all-time single-season home run record. He hit number 28 oh, wow. on Friday. And... Uh, He's uh, his nickname is the Hispanic Titanic. <laughs> Not because he doesn't have enough lifeboats for everybody, but he because goes he down. Hits, well, he when he hits an iceberg. No, he hits. Uh, I think the Titanic part are the towering home run shots that he hits. Like at uh, where the Longhorns play their home games, there's a road that runs right by the outfield. He knocks him over the road, uh, and he's nice. uh, he, he's going to be playing. In the majors, I would assume someday, uh, he's probably going to be drafted in the Major League Baseball draft. And the Longhorns begin Big 12 tournament play tomorrow in Arlington. Their game is going to be on ESPNU if you want to watch it. But Ivan, the Hispanic Titanic Melendez, is the most exciting player right now. In college baseball. That is very and cool for El Paso. Graduated from Coronado in, uh, I believe, 2018. He hey, graduated Buzz, from Coronado. quick question on your staycation. Uh, was that a contest, or were you just pick, asking Joanna to pick color number 10? Pardon? Was that a contest, that, that staycation, or were you just asking Joanna to pick color number 10? Get color number 10 to win the tickets, and then everybody who wins baseball tickets that uh, wants to be in the running for the staycation, we're going to draw a winner on Thursday. Does that answer your question? Joanna does it answer a question? Oh, okay. Never mind. <clears throat> did Joanna have a question? Yes, if you checked your Skype. Oh, yes, she did. That's because you said get the contestant. and. Oh, call her, Tim. Just give him the tickets. Okay. Yeah, I don't have a, like, a trivia question or anything. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so get set up, and we're going to have some more tickets tomorrow and Thursday as well. We'll draw for a winner of a staycation two nights at Hotel Indigo in addition to the baseball tickets on Thursday. Mmm. Here is Nico Ajimian with today's news headlines. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. Russia's counselor to the United Nations in Geneva has resigned. He is the most senior diplomat to defect since his country's invasion of Ukraine began in February, according to a report from UN Watch, an independent non-governmental organization based in Geneva. Here is former UN diplomat Boris Bondarev. All right. Uh... Never have I been so ashamed of my country, Boris Bondarev wrote in a statement shared with diplomats in Geneva and published by UN Watch. Bondarev says he started his diplomatic career at Russia's Ministry of Foreign Affairs in 2002 and his most recent role at the UN in 2019. So what happens to you when you got to go back to Russia? Very good question. If you kind of embarrass the big boogeyman, Putin, you know, in such a public way like this. Like what happens when you go back to uh, Russia, I wonder? Uh, he says this, I regret to admit that over all these 20 years, the level of lies and unprofessionalism in the work of the foreign ministry has been increasingly increasing all the time. However, in most recent years, this has become simply catastrophic. Today, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs is not about diplomacy. It is all about warmongering, lies, and hatred. 
It serves interests of few, the very few people thus contributing to further isolation and degradation of my country. Russia no longer has allies, and there is no one to blame but its reckless and ill-conceived policy. Here's Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. Leaders from the U.S., Japan, India, and Australia are meeting in Tokyo today. The group is known as the Quad and was initially formed after the 2004 Indian Ocean tsunami to provide humanitarian aid and disaster assistance. President Biden kicked off the meeting by addressing Russia's attack on Ukraine with a warning that Russian President Vladimir Putin is trying to extinguish a culture. He went on to say the invasion only heightens the importance of the informal alliance's shared goals and values. India is the only Quad member that has skipped imposing sanctions on Russia over the war in Ukraine. On a related note, when Biden was asked if the U.S. would come to the military defense of Taiwan and China, if China tried to take the island by force, he said, yes. Beijing quickly responded, reiterating China has no room for compromise or concessions on matters of sovereignty where its Taiwan is considered a breakaway province. While Biden said he supports the one China policy, which recognizes only one Chinese government, he said it doesn't mean China has the authority to take over Taiwan by force. Clarifying Biden's remarks, a White House official says there's no change in policy towards Taiwan. The official traveling with Biden in Japan told reporters, as the president said, our policy has not changed. The official who declined to be named said Biden was simply reiterating America's commitment under the Taiwan Relations Act to provide Taiwan with the military means to defend itself. I thought that was a different clip. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? You were saying that t- they've had to walk things back earlier. Yeah, I, it sounds it, like they're not walking things back. It sounds or, like that is the stated policy. If Taiwan's ch- attacked, we have to help them. What it seems like they're they they're doing in this case is they're they're tweaking the definition of the policy to fit what Biden said. Biden said that Taiwan Relations Act. You think they're tweaking the policy of the Taiwan? Relations well, they're Act? just d- defining it to be more in line with what what Biden has said. I think. The president probably misspoke when he said that we would militarily oppose or use our military to oppose. I don't China know about that because I don't think no. you or I knew that there was such a thing called the Taiwan Relations Act when he said this. The TRA? Shut of up! I don't, Shut everybody up. knows about the TRA. <laughs> I had no idea there was a t- t- Taiwan Relations Act because I don't know. It seems like Biden says a lot of things. What if that was always been question, the policy? Though? And sometimes he's not right on the mark with it, so they have to come out and explain it. Like when he said the, you know, he was he said that uh, Vladimir Putin's got to go. There's got. I don't think he used the term regime change, but you know that was the thing they had to walk back. And now this uh, thing that we're going to stand up, mil- use our military yeah, to stand up to China not over Taiwan. Back. Yeah, they're not walking it back. You're you're incorrect in this. I had no idea we had a Taiwan Relations Act, that we were required to provide them with military means to defend themselves if China attacked. All right. There's no, there's no like, uh, policy like that for Russia, I guess. Well, in NATO, you know, if they'd, if they'd invaded uh, a NATO nation, Ukraine wasn't a NATO nation. One of the big reasons Putin gave for invading Ukraine was because he said he was worried that they were going to join NATO. Right. So, like, that kicks in automatically, and it's supposed to be for every NATO member. If mm-hmm. one member of NATO is attacked or invaded, every member of NATO is supposed to have their yeah. It's a m- back, mutual defense but treaty. Ukraine, not a member of NATO. Well, maybe they should be. Well, when when Joe Biden said this thing about Taiwan, we had assumed he was just kind of making one of his general old Biden mental slips. Uh, but remember, he 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 used the word abrogate. He used a big word right before the uh, the slip up. 
Uh, Joe Biden is still capable of using multi-syllable words. I'm not saying that he's lost the power of communication. I'm just saying that sometimes like he says things words. that all of a sudden everybody's like, wait, what? Well, no, I'm saying maybe he was right in the situation. Maybe he knew that he knew there was a Taiwan Relations Act. Most people don't, and he did. I don't know. All right. Three out of the four infants recently hospitalized in South Carolina due to complications related to the ongoing formula shortage have finally been discharged, according to a medical university spokesperson. Two of those now discharged were among the infants admitted at the MUSC Sean Jenkins Children's Hospital in Charleston for treatment because their parents were forced to find alternative to their kids' usual formula amid the current shortage. The children were not able to tolerate the switch the caregivers for the other infant who was recently discharged attempted to mix their own formula, which the American Academy of Pediatrics strongly discourages. The first shipment of FDA-approved baby formula from Europe arrived in Indiana Sunday as part of the Biden administration's Operation Fly Formula. Officials say the delivery is enough to feed 9,000 babies and 18,000 toddlers for one week. A second shipment of infant formula through Operation Fly is set to arrive at Dulles Airport on Wednesday, May 25th. That will be tomorrow. Here is Vice President Kamala Harris speaking about the baby formula shortage. Is is there a shortage in any other countries or is it just the United States? Is there like a global shortage of baby formula? No. Or is this a U.S. problem? This is a U.S. Some, problem. This was a, this Mexico was, set, for instance? I believe so. Maybe we should make it a deal. Yeah, like they so. used to have a thing for like like canned food drive. You bring cans, you get to go see a movie. Maybe we make it. Hey, if you're coming in from Mexico or some other country, bring, bring baby, baby formula, formula and, and you get, get to stay. Free. Yeah, I think so because a lot of uh, parents were asking, like, hey, if you're going to Juarez, uh, if we'll give you money, bring us back some. Like they're flush formula, with baby or they formula. They were sending people over to Juarez to get some. Well, do you know the reason there's a formula shortage? Uh, one of the factories. Uh, Wait, I was asking Buzz. Oh, because I'm wondering how much he pays attention to the. Yeah, news. I know why there's a baby. <laughs> why Buzz? Let's go, Brandon. I don't know. What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure it's Biden's fault. I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of Fox News recently, so I Not... just assume it's probably Biden's fault. <laughs> no, the, there was I'm a... telling you, once you if you listen to Fox News, even if you're not a big you know MAGA person, but if you listen to Fox News, they kind of start winning you over. You listen to like, me do the news every day. That's what I'm talking about. But does about. he really listen? Yeah, no, I don't really listen. Because uh, there was a factory <laughs> uh, explosion. I don't know. What happened? Factory was shut down. Why was it shut down? Infection. There was, or signs of cont- contamination in formula. Oh, okay. And they threw all that out? They did. They had to do a big recall. It also caused a huge shortage uh, a supply issue. Okay. Well, hopefully, no babies are going to starve and, you know, we're going to get this taken care of. So if you're well, coming up from Guatemala or Honduras, if you can grab some baby formula, you know, present that like as a housewarming gift, maybe they'll let you in. Maybe they'll be like, yeah, come on in. We need the baby for you. No. Don't do it doesn't work like that? <laughs> no, don't do that. All right. Uh, here is Senator Kristen Gillibrand at the U.S. Senate discussing her outrage over this shortage. Yeah, that is terrible that this that, that's even happening in a first world country like the United States. Here she, uh, she is also talking about the use of the Defense Production Act. I didn't know that there were only three manufacturers of baby formula in the U.S. Yep. Only three, and uh, sometimes that's the only thing that uh, women can feed their, their children because they either uh, are having difficulties with breastfeeding or they're, they're choosing not to do it. Tell me when we're 
changing to another story because I got to get a break in here somehow. <laughs> I'm moving on to the next one right now. Are you? Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's take a break. But check this out. It's a gender reveal uh, in the UK, and they say that the 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 powder in these gender reveal things, like a powder comes out, it's not supposed to be toxic, but they say keep it away from your hands and nose. It okay. goes off right in Grandma's face. Check this out. Oh my god! Look at Grandma; she's covered in it. <laughs> Look at the cigarette in her hand, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm re- really worried about oh all those toxic god, chemicals in the gender reveal stuff. So they, this one looks like it's a soccer ball that explodes in pink smoke. By the way, to go to all that trouble, it looks like it's only the parents, the kid, and grandma. Wouldn't you want to get a bigger audience if you're going to do a big gender reveal like this? It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo, the corner of Dyer and Monroe. Just moments from Fort Bliss. Pumping Ink Tattoo. Find them on social media or pumpinginktattoo.com. Before we get back to our uh, remaining news headlines, let me do the weather brought to you by Wet n' Wild Water World. Take a look at the weather. Windy day in store in the afternoon after about noon. Look for winds up 20, 25 miles an hour this afternoon. So gusty, blustery. No rain in the forecast, though. It doesn't look like any rain through the week or through the weekend. Sunny otherwise, 90 for the high temperature. Sunny and 90 for Wednesday. Only about Thursday, we're going to see it significantly warming up and putting us near 100 on Thursday. Friday, the forecast says it's going to be 102. That would be the warmest day of the year so far. And for your Memorial Day weekend, looks like sunshine. Any clouds that we have are not going to bring any rain, according to the forecast. Just zero rain in the forecast. But Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, high temperatures each day. Near 100. El Paso weather brought to you by Wet n' Wild Water World. Right now, Wet n' Wild season passes are on sale for just $59.99 plus tax. $59.99 for season tickets available at any area circle care online at wetwild.com. That's wetwild.com. It is going to be a hot summer, so make your Wet n' Wild plans early to get the best spot, best deals on tickets. Hey, when we gave the uh, baseball tickets away, mm-hmm. was the winner interested in the uh, staycation? Yes, they were. Yeah. I guess more I mean, people... Uh, th- nobody's going to turn down something that's free. I don't know. I know, but there's times where some people are like, no, I don't really Look, want Look, I want to go to the baseball game, but I got other plans for the weekend. You know, if, yeah, if somebody and, and, does not want to be in the running, I want to make sure that we give the tickets to somebody because it's specifically for Saturday, Sunday night. Okay. Right, and if some people already have their Memorial Day plans aside from the baseball game, Good point. so yep. if they if they're unable to take it, just let me know. But everybody really seems no to judgment. be into the, the yes. ho- hotel Indigo two night stay. Excited, they've never been, so Great. they want to go. All right, all right. Back to our news headlines, Nico. <laughs> what else do we have? I was just looking at this uh, Georgia race. So you got primaries uh, for the Republicans in the Georgia governor's race you've got david perdue who is the the trump back candidate mm-hmm. you got brian kemp who trump 
despises because he wouldn't find those extra. What did what did you say in that phone conversation? I just need you guys to find me twelve thousand more votes. Yeah, if you can just find them anywhere you look in so, the couch pillows. So Trump find hates some. Kemp, but Purdue is lagging so far behind. It does not look like he's going to win in this runoff. On the other side, Stacey Abrams was running unopposed. Uh, in the Democratic primary. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that David Perdue made some shockingly racist comments about Stacey Abrams. Would you like to hear the comments? Sure. To find out if... Uh, first of all, he he was appearing on a radio show called The John Frederick Show, The Godzilla of Truth. You know, and Godzilla, here's, very truthful guy. So it's being reported, Republican David Perdue says Stacey Abrams is demeaning her own race, and a lot of the reporting is just saying, hey, this was a shockingly racist uh, attack from one candidate. So I should stop and mention, Stacey Abrams moved to Georgia when she was a teenager in high school. So when you say, you know, she's not from here, some people see that as kind of a dog whistle to go back to. Mm, yeah, I guess right. that's a that's a big stretch. I think it sounded like in context he was talking about she, if she doesn't like Georgia, she can go back to what state she wants to. All right. Uh, so Ugh. some of the stuff right, that, that he, sounds a little <laughs> bit worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those comments that he highlighted came from a fundraising event uh, where over the weekend, where Abrams said she was here was her quote: "Tired of hearing about being the best state in the country to do business when we are the worst state." in the country to live. And she expounded on that. When you're number 48 for mental health, when you're number one for maternal mortality, maternal mortality, more maternal mortality, it's the mortality rate for mothers during birth. When you have an incarceration rate that's on the rise and wages on the decline, then you're not the number one place to live in the United States. So those were the comments that she'd made that he was saying she hates uh, Georgia. But then she added, but we can get there. Georgia is capable of greatness. We just need greatness to be in our uh, governor's office. And the comments that he was saying, she she told people, uh, farmers, that they need to get out of farming. She had uh, One of the things she'd advocated for was more job training in clean energy. Uh, so, I don't know. It sounded... If it's not racist, it's a little race-ish. I'll say that. Uh, it definitely sounded like a dog whistle, but probably Purdue is is not going to uh, beat Kemp in the primary today. But anything could happen, I guess. All right, Nico, what else is in the news? All right, new FBI data shows active shooter incidents nationwide rose dramatically in 2021. The report published yesterday shows the number of incidents jumped about 52% between 2020 and 2021. The Bureau noted the data shows an upward trend in the numbers of active shooter incidents. Last year had the highest number of fatalities since 2017. There were shootings in 30 states, seeing 103 people die, 140 people wounded, with 12 meeting the mass killing definition. Former Acting Undersecretary for Intelligence and Analysis at the Department of Homeland Security, John Cohen, is breaking down why shootings are spiking. A growing subset of our population believes that violence is an acceptable way to express one's ideological beliefs or seek redress for a personal perceived grievance. 
Police are investigating after explosives were found inside a car that hit three children near an elementary school in Santa Ana, California. Yesterday morning, a driver went up on the sidewalk near Taft Elementary School and hit three kids. They were all taken to hospitals and are in stable condition. Police found the driver with a self-inflicted stab wound to the stomach and later found what they're calling four incendiary devices inside his car. Investigators say shortly before hitting the kids, the man had trespassed onto school grounds with a backpack and was escorted off campus after asking to use the restroom. It's unclear what his intentions were. The suspect was taken to a hospital with the self-inflicted stab wounds and his condition is unknown. Witnesses told authorities the man appeared to be under the influence of substances. Most people who recovered from a COVID-19 infection, but who continued to experience neurologic symptoms, Joanna, do so oh, an average of 15 months after the disease onset. Oh, no. Researchers from the Northwestern University evaluated the timing and burden of so-called long-haul symptoms in 52 COVID-19 patients who contracted the illness between May and November of 2020. Joanna, do you have any long-haul symptoms from, yes. your, from your COVID? Yep. They found that on average, symptoms lasted for 15 months, Joanna. Ugh, that's awful news. These symptoms spanned a wide range from brain fog and fatigue Mm -hmm. to tinnitus, blurred vision, headaches, and loss of the ability to taste and smell. The frequency of symptoms did not diminish over the course of the study, and overall quality of life measured remained lower than the general U.S. population. Vaccination did not correlate with an improvement in these symptoms over time. Ugh. I say you got to look for the silver lining and everything. Yeah. Um, if I lost my ability to taste and smell, mm-hmm. I'd take that. This is a great time to go on a diet. I can't yeah. taste it anyway. Yeah. I might as well eat lettuce. Right. You know, you can't enjoy it. Might as well try and diet. <laughs> yeah. Or work as a janitor or a garbage disposal. You wouldn't have to smell Work it. as a garbage disposal? You wouldn't like have to. What, s- people just put stuff in my mouth and I dispose <laughs> of it for them? <laughs> you know what? I should have known you already do that. Okay. Yeah. The Southern Baptist Convention Executive oh. Committee oh my is meeting today to We're discuss a bombshell report outlining a history of hiding sexual abuse. I was brought up in the Southern Baptist Church, and I guess they were doing all kinds of things, discrediting witnesses, keeping secret dossiers on people, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, accusers of sexual harassment and assault. And if I'm not wrong, is the Southern Baptist Convention from Oklahoma? Well, if it's not from Oklahoma, they're big there, I can tell you that. You mean all Baptists are, are there? But I'm th- well, the think, Southern Baptist Convention is... That's like the same as the Vatican or the church thing, right? No, I, no it's not similar to the Vatican. Not, I mean, it's, it's like the, an organization that administers or administrates different Baptist churches, right? Yeah. Well, uh, I thought they were in Oklahoma. They're... I don't know if they are, but there are Southern Baptists all across the South, and there are Southern Baptist churches in every state in the Union, too. So they're not just like, oh, it's like a conference, like a college conference or anything. Yes, that's what I thought it was. Okay. The report released Sunday found that the church leadership in the country's largest Protestant denomination helped enable a cycle of abuse among its members and ignored or dismissed complaints. It also says victims and their families were belittled uh, even after reporting abuse. Several leaders have since resigned, and now interim leaders will talk about what to do next. Guidepost Solutions, the group behind the report, recommends creating an offender database, formal apologies, and a clarification of church standards. 
Memorial Day is right around the corner, and it's expected to be the busiest since the pandemic hit. Despite gas prices being historically high, over 34 million people plan to travel by car. That's up almost 5% from last year. Although the amount of people traveling is on an upward trend, it's still not quite at pre-pandemic levels. Only 230,000 people will take another mode of transportation. As for when to head out, Thursday and Friday will see the most congestion on the roads to the point where your travel time could double. Gas prices won't be coming down, so plan on taking some extra cash with you. AAA says, we typically find when pump prices increase, travelers look for more free activities or eat out less while on vacation, but still take their planned trips. To put a kink in the gas situation, the Colonial Pipeline, which delivers 45% of fuel to the East Coast, is offline due to a cyber attack. That means prices will probably jump again in the region. And finally, more sunken items from the past are re-emerging from the water in Nevada as Lake Mead's water levels drop to historic lows. I figure they're probably going to find like a lot of mobster <laughs> stool pigeon skeletons. The Wise Guy Graveyard? Yeah. Have they found any of that? They have found a lot of bodies. After bodies, surf, after bodies surfaced recently, now it's time to find sunken items. Last weekend, boaters out on the nation's largest reservoir came across several boats that appear to have been underwater for years before recently surfacing. One boat is somehow positioned with the bow pointing straight up towards the sky. Another is barely below the surface but clearly visible. The Bureau of Reclamation says Lake Mead is currently just 30% full as drought conditions continue to worsen. But begs the question, what else will be discovered? Yeah, the lower that water goes... Who knows? Jimmy Hoffa, Jimmy Hoffa could be down right there. down there. Yeah, and you're sure saying, "Well, what would he be doing at the bottom?" They put on concrete overshoes. Yeah, <laughs> concrete galoshes, cement galosh. I forget what they call it, but Al Capone was real famous for doing it. Yeah, there could be. Uh... Did you ever see Casino with De Niro? It was a Scorsese movie with De Niro and nah, Joe Pesci. Oh, you got to watch that. You think I'm funny? That... What do you think I'm funny? Huh? You think I'm funny? That's Goodfellas. That's oh, okay. not even the same movie. <laughs> nice try. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. They're at the corner of Dyer and Monroe, just moments from Fort Bliss. Find them on social media or pumpinginktattoo.com. That's pumpinginktattoo.com. There's a, uh, like a, a Texas murder uh, case that has all the makings of a... I mean, I hate that I think this way, but it's like sometimes I hear these stories, it's like there's going to be a Netflix drama or you know, a docudrama about this one. So It does make you feel kind of crappy thinking that way, but it's kind of true. Yeah, right. Sometimes I hear these horrific stories and I'm like, oh, that would really make a good uh, streaming... Docu-series. Docu-series. Did you ever finish Candy, or is that like still got episodes to go? No, I already finished it, and I started something else. Uh, spoiler, she didn't get convicted. She got no. she killed her with an axe. And like, Did you finish it? No, but I... how they kind I re- of centered it? No, but what I did was I Wikipedia'd. <laughs> the whole murder case and is found this out, the one where Jessica Biel plays? Yeah, her? Jessica yes. Biel plays can- Candy, and she kills her friend with an axe, 
But she was able to convince, and this is back in the 80s, Mm -hmm. she was able to convince the jury that, what's the friend's name? Betty. Betty had attacked her first, so she only did it in Mm self-defense. Acquitted? Yeah, acquitted. Acquitted. Why did she do it? Jealousy was was there an affair involved? She, I yes, guess she, she went over. Well, Joanne has see, seen the entire series. I guess she went over to talk to Betty about the fact that she was having an affair with Betty's wife. Right. Wait, 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 wait. Betty's wait. husband. Betty's husband. Right. Candy was. Candy was That's having right. an affair oh, with Betty's husband. Oh, did I tell husband. you that? And then Candy killed and Betty. Then- Candy killed Betty. Oh, my God. Did they end up together, Betty's husband and Candy? No. The husband of Candy stands by her the whole time. And then, like, maybe a year or two after the trial, after she's acquitted and everything. They moved out of Dallas. They, they moved, moved to Georgia. And, and they get divorced. And Candy, the one, the the axe wielder, played by Jessica Biel, ends up becoming a professional mental health counselor. <laughs> Which she still does so today weird. in Georgia. She's 71 years old. At least she can relate <laughs> to mental right. health. Yeah. They Did, s- that's how they center it in the show, all around her mental health. And then they're like, we took her to a hypnotist who gave us more insight into her took childhood. Took who, who to a hypnotist? Candy. Oh, man, that gets juicy. It gets real good. Did I tell you that my... Okay, so Betty's husband worked for... Texas Instruments in Plano. Mm. And this was 70s, 80s, early 80s. My Uncle Roy worked for Texas Instruments in Plano. I wonder if he knew Candy. Yeah. I'd call and ask him, but it'd be kind of weird. I haven't talked to my Aunt Linda or my (laughs) Uncle Roy like in a year. Hey, uh, I I was watching this Netflix. uh, It wasn't Netflix, it was Hulu. Hulu, yeah. I watched this Hulu. Did you know? Do you ever have a you sweet tooth? <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know. Candy? Because her name's Candy. Mm. Oh, and then, like, she has a friend in the docuseries, and uh, the friend, like, takes her husband away. Like, she's like, we're not hanging out anymore. Not with her. Because, oh. Because now everybody knows that she was sleeping with that with Betty's husband. But I guess as I was reading about the actual case, sometimes I just like a shortcut. It's like, I want to uh-huh. know what happened. Uh, so I'll just read... The news report. You like spoiling the news. It's not a spoiler. You. This, this, it it's a 40 year old story. I know. I'm just kidding. And it happened on a Friday the 13th. Again. Uh, got a few calls off the neckline. Let me get to these real quick. Hi. Good morning, Mo Show. It's Bianni. Hey, uh, Bianni. So I noticed that Joe called yesterday about Buzz and his spoilers. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you something mm-hmm. about Joe. I am living. With another buzz. Oh, I feel Let me green. tell you why. <laughs> we like watching anime together. Uh-huh. And Joe really, really likes to read the mangas, which are like the comic books of mm-hmm. anime first. And every time he sees something or he reads something, get away from me, Joe. If <laughs> 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 he reads something, he's like, oh, babe. Let me tell you something. Please let me tell you something. And I'm like, okay, Buzz, get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I kind of want to hear Joe's call from yesterday. Because he was complaining Remember? about about me. Yeah. Well, he wasn't the only one. Yeah, but... But he's a spoiler. He's accusing me. He's a And then he team. is a spoiler himself. Morning, guys. Joe here. Uh, I'm just hearing you guys talk about uh, the spoilers and everything about Buzz. And I'm like, you know what? This is what I do. Usually, um, 
a Friday or a Thursday before the show starts, I already know Buzz is going to spoil it. <laughs> I mean, come on. If you're a really good listener of this show, you already know that Buzz is going to do it. Come on. Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. If you guys are not going to see it, then we can just avoid the show. Because <laughs> we know Buzz is going to do it. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to spoil anything I haven't seen. It, it, people haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, but I, he's saying for the 48 oh, hours... Joanna that, gave you all of the <clears throat> details. Yeah, that doesn't happen very often. Joanna went to go see Doctor Strange on a Thursday, and I'm... I, I don't know. I think the whole aversion to spoilers is a little hysterical. I'm like, yeah, tell me tell You're me who stealing shows up. joy from people. You're literally stealing joy. Joe ruins anime for his wife, Biani. <laughs> Which is hilarious because he, all last night on the the fan chat, he kept going, I was framed. <laughs> Whatever you hear on the neckline, I was <laughs> framed. <laughs> what up, Buzz? <laughs> hey, uh, I'll call about that Wagyu beef with Arby's, y'all are talking about this morning, Tuesday morning. Uh, Wagyu comes in different grades, A1 to A5. So more than likely, they're using the lowest grade Wagyu, which you can probably get for about 5 or $6 a pound. Pre-Biden. Oh. I haven't seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> thought I'd give you a heads up. Later. That's good to know. Oh, so just because Hilarious. it's Wagyu doesn't mean that it's the, the top of the, the top. The top, top. But the story was, for the first time ever, Arby's is getting into the hamburger game. Uh, through the end of July, they're going to have the Wagyu Steakhouse Burger. <laughs> well, they've got uh, burgers for the first time. And speaking of restaurants, Starbucks has joined McDonald's and ExxonMobil as companies that are completely pulling out of Russia. Uh, McDonald's, you know, shut down operations, then announced that's it, you know, because of the invasion of Ukraine, we're done in Russia. ExxonMobil uh, did something similar. Starbucks had 130 locations in Russia, but all of them will be closed. Oh, that's something we have in common with Russia. We what? have 130 Starbucks on Mesa Street alone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's going to happen when this is all done? Let's say that however it resolves itself, let's let's say, as an example, Putin is is out of power and this crisis passes. Well, no, 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 no. You can't just say it like that because, one, Putin is so integral to the Russian system of government right now. You have to explain how he get, how he. Well, leaves. a Ukrainian general said that the Ukrainians have proof that there was an assassination attempt inside Russia on Putin within the last month? Mm, I don't know. I mean, they, they've also been saying, there's a lot of information going around. They've, they've also been saying that he has cancer, that he's that he has doctors following him constantly. Who knows? Uh, I'm just th saying. There could be a coup attempt. I mean, people have been saying, oh, there might be a coup sometime. It depends on how he leaves. If there's a civil war in Russia, I mean, it could be years before. If there's pro-Putin and then anti-Putin forces with inside Russia, it could be years before it ever normalizes again. Okay. I'm just saying that's a, that's a market that Walmart and Starbucks are probably going to want back into eventually. I don't even think they're looking at markets anymore like that. They think they're thinking, oh, let's wait till the geopolitical thing gets settled. You won't be able to get a Starbucks inside Russia going forward, I guess. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. 
Joanna, are you ready to do Hollywood news coming I up? Am, All right. Yeah. We'll get to it in just a moment. So here's the uh, the case of a, like a love triangle and a murder in Texas. Uh, yoga instructor. What's her name? Uh, and you know what? I just had. Uh, I just had. I had just had this story up. Uh, the yoga instructor is Caitlin Armstrong, age 34. She's uh, everybody is like really attractive that we're talking uh, yeah. about here. Like two of the people are professional athletes. Her boyfriend is a professional cyclist, and the woman she murdered, or is alleged to have murdered, uh-huh. was a professional cyclist, right? Named uh, Moriah Mo Wilson who had been visiting Austin from San Francisco. Let me just, and I'm trying to stifle, like, these thoughts about what a great streaming series this is going to make, you know. It's awful. Right, it's awful. We we know that that we we think that way, but, I mean, in this day and age, you can't count it out. Um, So, Caitlin... Armstrong, who's the yoga instructor, was upset because this uh, female cyclist had gone swimming with her boyfriend, pro cyclist Colin Strickland. So Colin's the boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And Mo Wilson was in Austin for a competition and had gone swimming with this lady's boyfriend, pro cyclist Colin Strickland. Shortly before her body was found with multiple gunshot wounds on the bathroom floor. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So it's like a romantic rival. And she was shot to death on May 11th. Let me see what else is happening here. Wilson, the female cyclist, had gone swimming with Armstrong's boyfriend, Colin, shortly before her body was found. Another neighbor who was home at the time of the shooting reported hearing gunfire. So that's two neighbors that reported... It said reported not hearing gunfire. Oh, reported not hearing gunfire. Okay. We were home when it happened, but we didn't hear gunshots or any commotion, the woman who declined to give her name said. Only our dogs got agitated when the ambulance and the cops arrived. The woman provided surveillance video from her property that authorities believe shows Armstrong's Jeep at the time of the shooting. Um, Armstrong's boyfriend told investigators he had been in a relationship with Armstrong for three years, but that he had had a fling with Mo while they were on a break in October. Please don't make any friends quotes here. They were on a break. I asked you not to do it. Sorry, it's like a tick, really. Wait, you're saying it's okay if they're on a break. It's okay if they're on a break. This is from the New York Post, so some of this is going to have New York Posty language in it. A tipster (laughs) told police that when... Armstrong learned about the affair in January. She became furious and was shaking in anger and wanted to kill her romantic rival. Oh, my God. She meant it. Strickland, now that's the boyfriend again, Mm -hmm. 
told authorities he had changed Wilson's name in his phone and deleted text messages, he said, to prevent his girlfriend, Caitlin, from finding them. Boy, how many guys have pulled that move? I'm going to put you under here as Bill. So anytime you call me, it's going to show up as Bill. Texts from the night of the slaying showed that Strickland lied to Armstrong about where he had been. He later said to hide the news that he was with Mo throughout the evening. Strickland bought two handguns around the same time, one for himself and the other for Armstrong. Okay, so Caitlin is Armstrong. I'm getting all these names. So Caitlin's the girlfriend, and her boyfriend, the professional cyclist, that's Strickland. He went and bought guns for both of them. Police say they found Armstrong's 9mm handgun at the home where she lives with Strickland. Wait a minute. So what house were they at? Did you see that? Like, which house were they at? What house? Their own house? Where the shooting took place. On May 17th, Austin police issued a homicide warrant for Armstrong, and I guess she's on the run. No way. Wilson, so this is the woman who ended up getting shot and killed, planned to compete in a 157-mile race on May 14th. I should point out that at least two of these people are world-class athletes. And then the girlfriend... Caitlin is a yoga instructor, and she looks like a very stunning woman. I'm just saying, they're definitely making a docu-series out of this. I'm just saying. And I would watch it. Oh, get this. Mo Wilson wasn't just a, a professional cyclist. She had been described as the top woman in the American off-road scene. So I guess, as opposed to riding on pavement, you might ride in dirt or mud mm. or whatever. Okay. Wilson had stormed onto the American off-road bicycling scene this year, scooping up nearly 10 big wins before the summer season. She'd won multiple races this year, and then he goes on to name a bunch of events, the Grasshopper Adventure Series, the Shasta Gravel Hugger, and the Rock Cobbler in California. She reportedly won the Belgian Waffle Ride. Wow. Uh, about 25 minutes ahead of the second place finisher. So she was really dominating, I guess, in these off-road bicycle races. Um, let's see what else it says. So she was staying at a friend's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where, what I'm trying to put together. Where was the friend? And can you imagine coming back? Like, what happened? <clears throat> Oh, your friend was killed here while you were gone. How did Caitlin know that Mo was at that at that house? Good point. It sounds like the boyfriend had been lying that and they had how seen did each she other. Get in? The Mo you know. Were there signs of forced entry? Yeah. I mean, there's <gasps> there's a lot to unpack in this story. Why are there so like. many similarities to Candy? Oh, that's an article that there are similarities to the... No, that's me oh, drawing you're saying my that. own conclusion. <laughs> that's the professional Joanna opinion. And Thank then you, yes. a, a, like a specialized, like a bicycling website for cyclists says that sponsors have started cutting ties with Colin Strickland ever since the murder of That's not a good Mariah luck to have Wilson. a murderer as your spokesperson. He's not the murderer. He's the boyfriend. 
who he's lied the, to his girlfriend. Do we know if he murdered her or not? Apparently, he is not a suspect. So that part I did get from what I've read so far. He's not suspected of committing the murder. But now everybody knows you can do time women. I mean, that's the, not unheard of. Colin Strickland is a 35-year-old <laughs> professional gravel racer, which I did not know before today was a thing that existed. <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you do? I ride bikes on gravel. I shred gravel. Sweet. His live-in girlfriend of three years, Caitlin Armstrong, is the one who's accused of murdering the other professional cyclist in this story, Mariah Wilson. They were on a break. I, That's his honest, excuses that, that he had been on a break with his girlfriend right. he hooked up with this other woman. Buzz, to be honest, I don't understand this at all. I don't understand any of this. You don't understand well, how she you, was murdered? What well, you know? I know she it's I like don't know a love who, triangle. I don't know who was dating at what time. The okay. yoga lady was dating the <laughs> cycle dude. The Caitlin, cycle dude hooked up with a cycle chick back in October. Because they were on a break. The, with the the yoga chick and him were. Yes, the yoga chick and the yoga the guy chick were, found out about the They got back tryst together in she January. Found out in January. And, and yoga chick killed cyclist chick. Yep. Yes. That's what's happening. And now you're all caught up. Is Yoga Chick in jail? No, she's on the run. God, you're just not trying to listen to this story. <laughs> now you know how it feels. Yes, she's with our documents. Now you know how it feels with my news buzz. <laughs> Stri- the boyfriend alleges that he hasn't seen Caitlin, his girlfriend, since May 13th. Strickland has not been charged with a crime, but he, and has fully cooperated, according to police. He did buy a gun. He bought two guns, one for him and one, one for, for Yoga Girl. And that is the murder weapon. The yoga and I'm only gun. saying Yoga Girl to try and keep Get things straight. Right, yeah. right. This is a statement he issued to the Austin American Statesman on May 20th, uh, expressing torture about my proximity to this horrible crime. Now, Strickland is seeing other sponsors step back and reconsider their sponsorship deals in the fallout of such a high-profile case. Um, now this story goes into all of all of his sponsorships she had a lot of sponsorships too Mo did Mo did yes so these were both top athletes in off-road bicycling races Mm -hmm. I think Joe called back after he heard his wife uh, (laughs) (laughs) speaking of another triangle that's going on. Biani accused Joe. Joe called to accuse me of being a notorious movie spoiler. No, no, no. You are one. He just called to let you know his feelings about it. Right. Okay, fine. Well, he called. It turns out Joe is an enormous (laughs) hypocrite because Biani says that Joe always ruins anime for them. She just told us that a few minutes ago and then Joe called in. Morning, guys. Joe here. Well, I just heard that call. I just caught a glimpse last night of whatever she was saying. Then she ran away from me and then she hung up. So I wasn't really sure what she called about. Okay, about the anime thing. You gotta understand that these animes, they get aired five, six years sometimes after the manga actually ended. So all that information is out there. (laughs) And yes, I do tell her because I mean, sometimes they won't get a second season. And unfortunately that's what happens with anime. Uh, you get a nice, good season, and then the manga continues, but they never air a second season on, you know, like a streaming or whatever you want to call it. So 
Sometimes I do tell her because I know it's not coming back. Sometimes I don't because I wanted to see her. To see her face, to see her expression when she sees mm-hmm. revealing. So, yeah. There you go. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. Bye-bye. All right. So there's Joe and his version of the story. He sounds just like Buzz. Right, Joanna? Like, let, Making let me, excuses? Let me just tell you why. Yeah, like, let me justify it, all right? I, You know, I'm not really spoiling it. I guess first. this is the end when Biani is being chased by Joe, and we now know what was going on when she left this message. Did he read something? He's like, oh, babe, let me tell you something. Please let me tell you something. And I'm like, okay, Buzz, get away from me. <laughs> Joe's not wrong though I'm a big fan of anime Uh, I'm just watching one I just started One Piece in my mind as far as nerd culture goes anime is on a whole different level than anything I'm into come on yeah you don't think it is I don't think it's a, a diff, I don't think a people, lot of nerd- I don't think people who like anime these days would be considered socially awkward nerds that don't get like Oh my god did Buzz say that? No. No, but I'm saying uh, these days it wouldn't be considered that. Because Buzz thinks that. Okay, so comic books have become mainstream. I mean, so since have, I was So a, has anime yeah. and manga. Okay. Well, I put that on the pretty extreme end of nerd culture well, along with uh LARPing. You put anime next to LARPing? Wait, you think LARPing's more nerdy than anime? Yeah. <laughs> well, where I do don't you... have to go somewhere to watch anime. Where do you put Dungeons and Dragons in? We've played Dungeons and Dragons before together, so yeah. yeah, I have friends that play. I don't I don't consider any of this. It's all mainstream. To be a nerd these days, it's not it's not oh, bad. Okay, but you could still if you want to go down this path with me, look at it as a spectrum. And I'm just saying that, oh, <laughs> to like uh, Thor, Captain America, or the Avengers, that's pretty mainstream. Yes. It's more to the extreme, this anime no, and No, I wouldn't even put it Manga? There. What is manga? Everybody likes anime these days. It is just as popular as comic book uh, community and culture. I don't get it. Yes. M- manga is the, the comic book version. It's the, it's Doesn't the book Doesn't your daughter form. watch anime? Yeah, yeah. she does. <laughs> and she's made him watch a bunch uh, with it. And he just rolls his eyes and he's just the... <laughs> Because uh, Buzz has no imagination. He has We've no imagination. That. He can't imagine these characters. They're cartoons. And he's just like, this is stupid, stupid, stupid. Everything. Really dumb. And it's like, like use your imagination. You give me a mad scientist who turns himself into a pickle any day over this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, that's Rick and Morty. That's that's different. <laughs> How is it different? I can. See, there could be a, just... a cynic who hates sci-fi and goes, this is stupid. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Give me some fantasy. <laughs> Every time. I see an anime show, I always feel like, oh, this is a thing for kids, and as an adult, I feel a little out of place watching. But it's not. If you say so. Uh, Biani says so. <laughs> Joe says so. Uh, the, the manga, the comic, the, the, they're the comic book version of it. And it's like, oh, and my daughter reads them backwards. backwards like, you yeah. start on the last page, you can go to the front page. So, for example... I'm opposed to that. That seems like communist kind of in a way. <laughs> You know how in some, the, kind of, some kind of ploy. You know how in the comic books, you know how in the comic books, Steve Rogers joins Hydra. Okay, and he becomes part of Hydra. Whatever. Well, they showed that in Whatever. they showed that in Endgame. They showed what, what what does that have to do with what we're talking about? Well, it, what I'm saying is, if you had read the comic books, you would have known this spoiler if you had gone to see the movie. It's a spoiler. It's a plot point. That's that, why I said in the trailer for Doctor Strange, the m- multitude of. Madness or whatever, multiverse. Multi- 
The multitude of... That, the trailer shows Professor X, and you hear Patrick Stewart's voice, so it's not that far of a leap to yeah, figure... Yeah, but they didn't oh, show you, the other people, which yeah, you, you did know mention. know who's in there. You, the Illuminati. But you didn't know the a- actor who was playing each one of them, and that's what you spoiled for people. Well, I only did it in a very opaque way. I didn't just come out and say John Krasinski plays Mr. Fantastic. I only murdered him in an opaque way. It's not like real murder. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> so if I got you to like watch a really good anime, would you sit there for the whole episode? Nope. I bet he would. No, he wouldn't. I've actually tried to do that. Oh, you've tried it. Oh, he showed me. you got to watch this Batman. So it's like some kind of Japanese version of Batman. Oh, it's the coolest. And there's a g- gorilla Batman, <laughs> and then they form a giant bat Batman. It's, and it's just like, oh, this is... A Batman anime. Batman is sent back to feudal Japan where they have, like, mecha robots and everything. It's, it's terrible. It was so... Yeah, it is so nerdy. I loved it so much. I knew in my head, I was like, oh, my God, Buzz is going to rip this apart if I try I and show it I love how you both are, like, looking at me to try and stay your case on it. <laughs> So I knew Buzz was just going to hate it. So I was like, you have to watch this with me. And it was very fun to see him go like, Ugh, what is that? Ugh, is Batman in a robot now? What? And then it's like they all joined and formed a giant bat-shaped robot. It's just so, you got to be kidding me. Those are the tropes of anime. Yeah, yeah I hate anime. People, <laughs> let people like what they like, Buzz. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. <laughs> Joanna has entertainment news, right. so we're going to get to that uh, coming up. What do we have on the way today in our Hollywood notes, Joanna? I'm going to tell you all about David Cronenberg's new movie that just premiered at Cannes Film Festival that had a bunch of people walk out. bunch of people walked out of A bunch of people walked out, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, Cronenberg, I think like the most mainstream movie that he made was probably The Fly with Jeff right. Goldblum. And he's known for his body horror. And do you remember right. it, when Jeff Goldblum, Brindlefly, throws up on the donut to mm-hmm. help it? That's probably the kind of stuff I'm that the, got the, people... The molting and the, the the way his body starts to transform, like that's very Cronenberg-esque. All right. Wait till you hear what happens in his new one. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and we've got more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We just watched the trailer for David Cronenberg's Ooh, Crimes uh, of the Future. Gross. I don't know how people can like that stuff. So I guess yeah, I'm gonna watch that. part of the audience that can got weirdos. up and walked out, <laughs> and then everybody who stayed gave him a seven-minute seven standing minute. ovation. Yeah. So I guess the point of his films is to literally make your skin crawl, to make... You know, he, guess Cronenberg had gotten from. in a groove where he was making some really good films that... Uh, Crash. I mean, History of Violence. Well, History of Violence and Eastern, Eastern Promises, Promises were pretty straight ahead. You know, like, Eastern Promises was a Russian mobster movie. and History, History of Violence, Violence was a good... Yeah, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of the... What you would think of Cronenberg-style body horror. But this one, it's, it's like... It's full on. Yeah, yeah. So... Joanna, do you, you want to see it? Yeah. Um, first of all, let me tell you the weather. It's going to be windy today, 90 for the high temperature. High winds this afternoon, 20 to 25 miles an hour. 
For the rest of the week, we're not seeing any rain in the forecast, and that goes for the Memorial Day weekend through Monday. No rain in the forecast, but it is going to be sunny, and it's going to get hotter as the week goes along. 90 tomorrow, 97 on Thursday. Friday, though, 102, so keep a pin in that one. That would be the hottest day of the year so far if the forecast bears out. 102 for Friday. And then for Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, mostly sunny, but the highs are going to be right around 100 degrees for your entire uh, Memorial Day weekend. El Paso weather is brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. And something special going on at Painted Dunes this Sunday. Tunes at the Dunes going to be at the Pavilion. Uh, and there's going to be live music there. Broken Dime, Drive, DJ Vampiro, and Redemption. So come out. It is free. Uh, free parking there. outside the fence. I'm going to be there as well. So enjoy a night in the desert at Tunes at the Dunes, Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course, 12000 McCombs. Music, beer, food, and a lot of music. You can get more information at PaintedDunes.com. That's also where you can set up your tee times and reservations uh, to play golf, PaintedDunes.com. Time for Hollywood news. Joanna Barba has our entertainment segment. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Kurt Cobain's guitar from the Smells Like Teen Spirit music video sold at an auction for $4.5 million. It's a left-handed blue 1969 Fender Mustang. Besides the video, it was also used by Kurt Cobain during the recording of the Nevermind and In Utero albums. As for the lucky winner, it's Jim Ursay, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts. He has a huge collection of pop culture artifacts. The Cobain estate also donated a portion of the auction proceeds to Jim's Kicking the Stigma Mental Health Initiative. We now know when Cocaine Bear will hit theaters. Cocaine Bear will be hitting theaters on February 24th of 2023. Finally! Woo! <laughs> can, I, can I just give the uh, thumbnail of, of what Cocaine Bear is? Yeah. Based on a real story, I guess at some point uh, there was a plane load of cocaine and the pilot had to dump it. Well, they found the cocaine, but they also found the body of a bear that had gotten into the cocaine and OD'd on cocaine. As the way I remember the story, so the, so it's like a dead bear. With mm-hmm. I, I'm picturing like his face looks like Al Pacino in Scarface <laughs> when he just puts his face in the cocaine. Is that a polar bear? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're given a, a movie treatment of this true story, mm-hmm. Cocaine Bear. The film's directed by Elizabeth Banks and stars Carrie Russell, Margot Martindale, Ray Liotta, Alden Ehrenreich, O'Shea Jackson Jr., and Jesse Tyler Ferguson. That's uh, Ice Cube's son. It is! O'Shea Jackson. Oh, really? Cocaine Bear is inspired by the true story that Buzz just told us. And in the movie, the movie finds an oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens converging in a Georgia forest where a 500-pound apex predator has just ingested a staggering amount of cocaine and gone on a coke-fueled rampage for more blow and blood. Blow and blood. Oh, I wonder if that... I thought the bear just got into it and it... it put him in cardiac arrest yeah. and just died on the spot. So, Maybe. Is but there any truth to the rumor that uh, Felipe Esparza is playing the bear? <laughs> somebody called in and said what? that Felipe Esparza would be a great pick to play Cocaine Bear. Because <laughs> that was his nickname back here. Oh, was it? <laughs> no, I cocaine don't know. Bear? <laughs> <laughs> I bet he would make a great Cocaine Bear. <laughs> yeah. 
Elvis, the biopic by Boz Lerman, brought up a lot of emotions for many members of Elvis Presley's family, including the music legend's granddaughter, Riley Keough. While speaking at the Cannes Film Festival, the actress and filmmaker said it was a very emotional experience watching Elvis, which stars Austin Butler as the iconic singer. Keough added that the upcoming film, which she watched with mom Lisa Marie Presley and grandmother Priscilla Presley, saying, quote, it wasn't like I distrusted Boz in any way, but you're overprotective of your family. She also shared that she was emotional immediately from the very beginning and started crying five minutes in and didn't stop. Priscilla also gave her film, gave the film her seal of approval in an Instagram post earlier this month, saying that Lisa Marie is thrilled with the way the drama, which focuses on Elvis and his relationship with manager Colonel Parker, has turned out. Elvis premieres June 24th in theaters and 45 days later on HBO Max. Buzz, were you the one t- that told me you're, you're an Elvis fan, right? Yeah, as much as anybody is, I'm an Elvis fan, sure. Well, you were telling me about the the history and Colonel Parker, not a real colonel, right? No, that seemed to be something that he he didn't have any military, military background. service, and he was uh, illegally in the country. They believe, right? What? Like all this time, and everybody wondered during Elvis's career, other than his stint in the army in Germany. Elvis never traveled outside the United States. I had heard that the colonel was responsible for convincing Elvis to go into the army. Uh, that he said it would help his career. You you never heard that? Yeah, I, I hadn't heard that story, but they said that... He was the, very controlling of Elvis, well, right? And one of the reasons he controlled, like Elvis didn't go play in Japan where he was huge. He didn't go play in South America or any, any Europe, any place else... Because Colonel Parker was afraid that if he left the country, he wouldn't be allowed he'd back have in. Trouble getting back in, and he didn't want to be Elvis to be out from under his thumb for that long. That's uh-huh. kind of an interesting, yeah, uh, <gasps> aspect. Maybe they'll put that in the movie. Yeah, yeah they'll put that in. <laughs> and finally, in David Cronenberg's *Crimes of the Future*, characters can feel no pain. Unfortunately, the same wasn't true for the dozens of attendees at the Cannes premiere of the horror drama that walked out midway through the film, unable to stomach just exactly what was happening. The movie also earned a seven-minute standing ovation. The film reunites Cronenberg with Viggo Mortensen alongside Kristen Stewart and Lea Seydoux. It also finds Cronenberg back in his science fiction horror mode for the first time since 1999's existence. The film includes a gory child autopsy scene, shots of bloody intestines, and characters who orgasm by licking each other's open wounds. There's also a chair shaped like an oblong human spine that rotates at grotesque angles. Oh, that's in the trailer. Oh, is it? Yeah, Yeah, I couldn't figure out what the the hell that was. Yeah, I was like, what is that chair? Okay, Joanna, I'm going to turn off the lights for you. Okay. Wait, are we going to? I'm not going to I'm not going to play the whole thing. Is there? It's is fifty-six it seconds. Yeah, it's completely clean. Okay. Crimes of the Future is rated R for strong, disturbing, violent content. By the way, when and you, grisly images. When you said he directed Crash, I think you're thinking of the the movie that won an Academy Award, Crash. Not the one with James Spader. The one with James Spader. The one with James. Oh, Spader. the one with James Spader, where it's people who get off on car accidents. Yeah. Car crashes. Have you ever seen that? Yes. That that is crazy. It's crazy. Once and never again. Full screen. Ooh. You know that it's a scary movie when, when they open with that, like that. foghorn sound or whatever. Yeah. I think that's the soundtrack from Inception, if I'm not mistaken. Or War of the Worlds. Uh, all right, there's like a human in a shell. 
And now they show a face. This There's guy's like Viggo in a, Mortensen? In a pod of some sort that looks like an alien pod. Okay, stop. Oh, okay. oh right. is that Doug Jones? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is. So it's a guy. Mm. I, I guess are those ears? Those yeah. are ears on his forehead. The dude's got two, your regular two ears. He's got a set of ears behind that, and he's got a set of ears growing out like devil horns off the top of his head, and somebody's <laughs> sewing his oh, mouth and God. his eyes shut. What the hell is going yeah. on here, Cronenberg? Oh, we God. got Cronenberg. Okay. What, the, this is what the part do you I think, think her other hand is? Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is the orgasm part. I think uh, he was talking about the, the licking of wounds and stuff. Ooh. And this is Kristen what Stewart. Is, she has something attached to her eye. With her eye. Probably going to poke her eye out if I know Cronenberg. Uh, okay. Then it's got a kid. Uh, Sitting like next a to a kid, toilet seat. A filthy toilet seat, and he's eating a plastic trash can. He's eating it, Joanna. I see it, Buzz. And then okay, what, what the, the hell, hell is that? Is that? It, it's like a oh slimy alien egg on a stool. It's and a blob of it. organic something or other. Oh, did you see the chair? No. It went fast. Oh! Okay. And the chair moves at weird angles. That is disturbing. They're going to do it, and he's, like, dying. All right. There you go. Crimes of the Future will open in theaters on June 3rd. You going to see it? With your entertainment news, <laughs> I'm Joanna Barba. I don't know. Is it even going to show in El Paso, do you think? I don't know. Maybe in select theaters. I just found tickets at Alamo Draft House on June 2nd. One of my daughter, you did not. I did. One of my daughters For... went to go see a horror movie called Men, just M E N. Uh huh. And it's got that uh, Rory Cochran, who's a really, really great actor. But uh, and he I, plays like multiple. Right. It's this men. woman goes to a town and she meets all these men, and she's the only woman in the town. And all mm-hmm. the men, even the even the kids, have Rory. Uh, what's his name? McElroy. No, no, no. Rory, I just said Cochran. It. Cochran, Rory Cochran's face. <laughs> and I asked my daughter it. about it. And she said, uh, it's weird. And then she didn't want to say any more about it. So I read the Wikipedia on it. And it, it it's like, okay, all right. Pretty weird, pretty weird, pretty weird. Like the last third of the movie apparently gets so bizarre. Okay. That everybody who's seen it is talking about whether it's the worst movie they've ever seen or the best movie well it is an a24 picture so what's who's that they're the ones that were behind hereditary midsummer all those is it an ari aster i don't think so just the studio because when you say hereditary and midsummer i think well it's not the same it's not the same director it's not the same director but it's the same producers and studio yeah okay without seeing the images just like what happens Director Alex Garland. Oh, Alex Garland. I don't know who that is. <laughs> but it's not 28 Days Later, Ex Machina. Ooh. Oh, Ex Machina. Did you like Ex Machina? Kind of. Or did yeah. you see Ex Machina? Mm-mm. Yeah, it was, it was, it was all, right. all right. It wasn't as great as every. Some people were making it out to be the greatest right. sci fi movie. I hear it's about AI. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. So let's take a break. True crime on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. It's the law. It's against the law. It's against the law. It's against the law. (laughs) Actual crime stories from around the world and across the nation. 
This is something that happened in uh, Louisiana. Two men were arrested. Have you ever been out on the road and you see somebody transporting an entire house or at half mm-hmm. a house? Oh, yeah. Usually yeah. They're, they have them like in, in half. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're moving a house. I always thought that was cool. Yeah. Well, it turns out you got to fill out a lot of paperwork and get permits and hmm. you have to file a you know a plan if you're going to do something. Well, two guys in Louisiana decided to skip all that uh-huh. and just move the house and they didn't even break it up into two parts. So uh, <laughs> they didn't do any of the proper uh, permits. This was a bizarre discovery late Saturday night. The house had been abandoned in the middle of the road. So these guys realized that they had bit off more than they could chew. The house was on the back of a trailer being hauled by a truck. Police put a photo up. The house looks pretty huge, so let me see if I can get you that picture. <laughs> okay. How did they even lift the okay. house on there? So it it stretches from one side of the road all the way to the other side of the road. It's not even like a mobile home. It's just a house that they put on the back of a truck. It's a big house, too. Full A-frame roof. It does not appear to be split up like houses usually are when they're being trucked around, but it was completely blocking not only the road, but both sides of the road. And in its wake, a string of damaged mailboxes, road signs, trees, and power lines and poles that had been knocked down. So these guys really mm-hmm. had not thought this through. <laughs> they're like, let's just take the house. Police arrested the 46-year-old homeowner and an accomplice. Wait, oh. where did they arrest him? On the road? At home? In the home. (laughs) Uh, They arrested him for criminal damage to property, violating local ordinance, and obstruction of a highway. The uh, violating of local ordinance was not getting all the permit to move a house, which they weren't prepared to do. Police uh, say it's part of an ongoing situation with the homeowner who was told that he would need permits to move the house and he just ignored it and tried to do it on his own. Unclear with what uh, w- what became of the house. A man in Washington State was arrested on Monday after he rammed into an ambulance. The reason he gave was he thought the ambulance was going too slow. <laughs> the ambulance was headed back to the fire station when a man in a truck... Uh, kind of flipped out. He was mad because he thought the ambulance pulled out in front of him. And then he believed that the ambulance slowed to, intentionally slowed down. Uh, the ambulance did not have its sirens on or anything. When they reached an intersection, the man in the truck pulled up next to the ambulance, confronted the crew, and then rammed his truck into the side of the ambulance. His truck ended up getting wedged and stuck in the process. The man says that he thought that they were intentionally driving slow to tick him off. When police showed up, they noticed that the guy had beer and marijuana in the truck, and he was allegedly Um. enjoying both while he was driving. The man was arrested for DUI and possession, taken to jail. No one was hurt. All right, we're getting into some stories that we have some audio for. A 22-year-old woman in Florida named Tianis Jones was arrested on Friday after throwing an emotional tantrum at McDonald's. Been there. Uh Tianis was upset because (laughs) the restaurant messed up her order. 
Her 10-minute rampage included her running behind the counter and throwing things at the staff, calling 911, <laughs> and twerking before exiting the McDonald's. Before the woman who was caught, Polk County Sheriff Grady Nutt told the story in an amusing press conference where he made a lot of McDonald's-related puns. So let me bring up that uh, audio. Uh, includes part of her flip out and then uh, the sheriff making all the puns. This, I just realized this sheriff sounds exactly like Dr. Phil. Listen to his voice. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> There's a little twerk on the way out. <laughs> a mick twerk. I don't know if she was too fried short of a happy meal. <laughs> Come on. McMad. She was McMad. <laughs> man in Ohio was charged with a DUI after running his buggy into a police car. That's right. Not a dune buggy. A buggy with horses because the man was Amish. Oh. 21-year-old Nathan Miller was charged with DUI on Saturday. He was behind the horse, I guess, or the reins of an Amish buggy. It was seen going down the wrong side of the road. A police officer and a deputy caught up with the buggy and tried to get in front of it, but as it barreled past them, the officers noticed that Mr. Miller, the Amish man, was drunk and had passed out, so the horse was just, you know, maybe Taking going back home. to yeah. its home. I don't know. My buggy has autopilot, okay? <laughs> he knows the way home. He knows the way home. The buggy finally He's slowed down when officers tried to board the buggy and get control of the horse, the horse lunged forward and the buggy crashed into the deputy's cruiser. We have audio of this craziness. Nope. <laughs> Uber needs to cater to the Amish community and have a rideshare program for Amish people that can't ride in cars. This guy probably wanted to call an Uber, but then he remembered, I'm Amish. That's against the rules. Eventually, uh, Nathan Miller was arrested. No one was seriously hurt. Uh, but the Amish man was treated for minor injuries. I know uh, that a lot of people are obsessed with true crime, and I know that includes Joanna and sometimes me, but this is <laughs> kind of silly. Uh -huh. Listen to this. More than 65 people are on a wait list for the motel room in Indiana where the escaped inmate and the prison guard from <gasps> Alabama stayed earlier no. this month. No, actually, I believe it. Yeah. yeah. So, do you remember, they were both Casey White and... Oh, what was, what was the other name? White? Well, she ended up killing herself. Yeah. At least that's what they believe. Uh, Something white. Her, name was, her last name right. was White as well. But they weren't related, but I guess they were uh, lovers... And she helped him escape, and they went on the run, 
and they stayed at this motel in Indiana before they were caught. Vicky Na- White. Vicky. Vicky was the guard. And now people want to spend the night in the room that the star-crossed lovers spent their last uh. night in in Indiana. So, you want me to put us in, Joanna? I know we're big fans of the true yeah. crime. So you and Mo- Joanna are going to get a motel room? Yeah, I'm. You know, it's probably got queen. You know, like double double <laughs> queen beds. or something. Sure, as long as it's got two beds, we can we can we can have a seance. Because we were really, really emotionally invested in these. We two can do a live stream, these. Buzz. Right. <laughs> we can even have a theme song. Oh.